On today's episode of Torn, we're going to talk about the infamous question when you become a mom. Do I keep my career and actually go through with this maternity leave and return? Or do I decide to be a stay-at-home mom? So just wondering, ladies, how you came to your conclusion if you had a choice. I I have to start with just laughter because after three months of maternity leave, I was like, please get me to my job. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done. I'm over this. Um, I miss interacting with other adults. Um, Just I, I was home and I thought that it would feel a certain way. And don't get me wrong. I had moments of like really happy to capture milestones and take pictures and what we call snuggle, uh, cuddle snuggles, like really appreciative of that. But the adult uh, woman in me was just like every second I am attached, tied to um, – doing something for my child. I am breastfeeding. I am pumping. I am doing laundry. I am cooking. I am cleaning. It was just like, no, I miss being out of this home. (laughs) I need to be out of this home. Um, And so for me, I really emotionally struggled once I went back to work with wanting to work beyond 5 p.m. just not to go home in the beginning because I think I still had some baby blues like I was just trying to cope with what my new life and someone depending on all of me um for for food for survival it just felt heavy um but so I'm glad I really can laugh about it now because it was just like, yeah, it's a daunting, um, it's a daunting question, you know, because I remember even thinking about it, like going through the adoption process. It's like, it wasn't even a question in my mind. Was I staying home? Like, yeah, no, not happening. Not no, I worked all the way through the adoption process and, and my company was so small that they didn't even have like a leave, a parental leave for adoption. So we literally worked overseas, continued working and like that whole transition, looking back on it, I was like, oh man, I wish we did have like a reprieve to get situated and not just hit the ground running, which just continuing to work. Um, but, and then I had my second child my biological son and then the question came about because I actually had a big whopping four weeks of maternity leave (laughs) hold your hold your phone there you know they actually thought that was something um meanwhile you know welcome to 2020 where companies actually give people six months look at Canada just want to say Four weeks is nothing, but four weeks was enough time for me to realize I have to go back to work. (laughs) This this cannot be my reality day in and day out. But and then in the midst of that, because I've been on all sides of it, right? Like, so in the midst of that, people, I actually started feeling the baby blues and like having such a hard time keeping up with work, keeping up with my older son, keeping up with my younger son that I actually went 
part-time with work and I slowly eased my way into becoming a stay-at-home mom. And then I was a stay-at-home mom and I had my third son. And for three years, I did the stay-at-home mom thing. So I gave it a good go, women. I gave it a good go. And I got to say, I tried a job that stay-at-home mom thing <laughs> so bad because I was creating myself project plans and deadlines. I'm like, nobody cares if this kid can read by this deadline. Nobody cares. No one's holding you accountable. Um, and becoming a chauffeur, you can't. Uh, do you get there on time? Do you hope for rain so that the activity gets canceled? (laughs) So the struggle of being a stay-at-home mom, like, and trying to get into that community, because there is a community out there, whether you want to accept it or not, stay-at-home mamas, but you have your community, and it's quite a tight-knit group, and, you know, trying to get in there and care about the same things, it was just a struggle every single time. So I just, I waved the white flag and submitted and went back to work. So I gave it a try. But how about you, Meme? Um, I think this is one of the biggest um, examples for me of like what you frame in your mind and how you perceive it. Because I have always said prior to even, you know, my daughter being a sparkle in my eye that I loved zero to 12 months. And that that was my favorite. And I love bobbleheaded babies. And I like the changing and the cuddling. And mostly it's I like that they don't answer back and they're on your schedule. So my first, I had a very um, generous maternity leave and honestly was home about five and five and a half months. Then transitioned, did not return to my original uh, post because commuting and the distance with childcare and all of that was just not viable but transitioned to something for a short stint then had summer vacation so it actually was a long period of time it was really difficult to just go in for a couple of weeks because I was still um, breastfeeding and pumping and I had not gotten like I've said before I have had not gotten on a great um, pumping schedule so then having to do that and make sure there was enough breast milk at home just felt like too much. So those were all the things that made me resent that I had to do the transition and the idea that it was, you know, that our household needed me to be working um, because I was enjoying my routine. I think a big part of that also, um, an epiphany I kind of had this week thinking about this phase was that I didn't have a stay-at-home mom group or like anyone on maternity leave for me but I did do a lot of activities with Soph we went to yoga we did library story time aside from the comfort of the routine that I had set up at home we were like going out and doing different things together which I think is is a big um, help with adjusting having conversations with other people um, hearing people in the same situation or hearing, you know, it, it, it's all the competitive things, like the thing your baby's doing that other babies aren't doing, or then the thing you see a child <laughs> doing that you want your kid to be doing. But I think all those things um, definitely help support me feel like I had a mix of like things at home and family support. Um my mom being around for three months of that time, um, then 
my partner did a transition of jobs. So then I did get the support of him being with the baby while I was starting this other gig, even though it was for a short amount of time. Um, all those things all fell under the category of like, I anticipated zero to 12 being where I was going to go hard and love every moment and capture it all. I think my, um, the bubble burst for me after 18 months um, when she went into daycare, because from the new job and staying with dad, then it went to staying with my brother. And that was very reassuring to know that she was in my home space and that they were doing activities if he abided by my very strict <laughs> schedule, <laughs> which by six months in with his comfort, it was like, look, I'm making my own schedule, you know, baseball season's coming. I'm going to take her to her first baseball game. <laughs> you know, he like started he started um, covering what was happening in their schedule. But it was still really reassuring. I think when she went to daycare, I suffered a little of the, my mom stayed at home. Why do I have to work? Why didn't I set myself up differently? I want to stay home. And that shifted once I trusted the daycare and felt comfortable and knew I felt comfortable speaking up about anything I did have issues with and then it was like why do I have to run from work to go get her like why do I have to? like now I'm sitting in traffic I'm rushing from it went from wanting to postpone having a separate thing to do without her to really squeezing out as much time as I could that I wasn't responsible to anyone um and it's that feeling when um, either kids say they want to be older sooner, they want responsibility, you know, like, because I'm in education, I hear all these things. I want a job. I want to be able to. I'm like, dude, you, you want to have absolutely as little responsibility for as long as possible. <laughs> like, that's what you want. <laughs> you have no idea what you're asking for. Um so I feel like it, it was a little delayed for me only because I framed it. I, I psyched myself up so much that whatever those first 12 months was going to be like <laughs> was what I was looking forward to. But you realize your child is yours forever, like one year versus the 18 until they're legal and the forever of their life is like so ridiculous to me that that was what calmed me and gave me like that hope of like, oh, this is going to be great. This is like what's the percentage of the amount of time I was thinking it was going to be gravy? Like, it, it's just, I just laugh when I think about it. Cause it's like, Oh, I love kids. Yeah. You like kids for 12 months. Like that's not even like 1% of a general lifespan. Like I don't even know what that is. Um, She's aged out by now. Exactly. Exactly. Like now it's, why does it have to be me for, like if her dad's home I'm like why why does it have to be me for bath time why does it have to be me for you know there's like my favorite things like I do like um reading certain things or saying certain poems or singing or playing certain activities but there's certain times I'm like someone someone else can do this with you <laughs> oh believe me I outsource it all the time so <laughs> I'm like uh, I've read brown bear brown bear <laughs> enough to say I did it with all you guys <laughs> that's enough enough of brown bear brown bear but yeah I would say but it's a legit um torn feeling that most women go through even if you go in knowing that you're going to be a stay-at-home mom 
you know, because I remember going through it again with Ezekiel once I had him and I wasn't on maternity leave, which, by the way, was the worst, the worst after labor experience ever, because I'm like, no one's pampering me 100 percent because they think this is what I do now, (laughs) like all the time is hold a child and do everything that the child wants. Oh, you don't have to like cram your rest into like six months off or like if you don't give people your like maternity leave time, they treat you a completely different way when they think, oh, well, this is what she's going to be doing anyway once she's done recuperating is taking care of this child. Um, So it was just a different experience, but I would love to hear from the listeners that if you are a stay at home mom, how you came to that decision, what are the things that you love about it were the things that still grind you or make you feel torn as you're going through it. Um, Cause I know from our side, we have a lot of career based women perspective um, on how we got to that decision. Tam, anything else, uh, Mama T you want anything else you want to share about how you came to. Lots of women, um, lots of women that I surrounded myself um with during the time of like my pregnancy and right after my pregnancy they all stress like you know when your child sees you uh working and working hard like you're gonna raise a strong child they're gonna really understand work ethic and like (laughs) you are a model of this excellence and then just with my own personal feelings like my personal truth is it is much it feels fulfilling to go to work and like achieve something and that's something I became a mom at 39 so like that's what I know like no no and being a mom feels great but it's not the thing that I know and so I have moments where it feels rewarding and fulfilling but most of the time it feels defeating So I kind of need work to feel balanced and to feel like I am like Mama T in a different light and I'm learning and I'm growing and doing other things that I love outside of being a mom so that I can feel more complete except my losses and my wins as a mother. (laughs) You know, um, it's like a cycle of balance. I think if it was just stay at home and you, you know, do all the homely things and, you know, uh, everything is like teaching him, playing with him, the sports, the this, the that, everything then becomes your child. And for me, he already feels like the center, like he himself <laughs> makes himself the <laughs> He is your son. <laughs> yes, like seriously. Um, where I'm just like, I need a pause. I need to chill. And I don't know if it's only child syndrome, but it's like, I literally see like six o'clock in the morning and I'm just like, yay, like shower, get dressed. (laughs) No, I don't think you're alone. And I think that's the key though, right? That even if you're a stay-at-home mom, because I noticed that in the three years I stood home, like it was super important to find something that wasn't about my kids. Like there should be a reason I get up in the morning 
and it shouldn't only be my kids because that is a season, right? Like they are going to grow up. Please, yes, please grow up and move <laughs> out, move out, get your own life, <laughs> do your own life. Um, and they become, they, you go full circle with them, right? And mm-hmm. you interact with them differently. So that was like the hugest like scare for me when I was a stay-at-home. I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot let my life become their life. Like mm-hmm. that's not like driving you to basketball or driving you to whatever, filling this out for you or teaching you this cannot be the only sole purpose why I'm breathing and existing right now. So I totally get that. And for a lot of us, yeah, that's work. And like during that season for me, I wrote a book and it became about like coaching basketball and documenting all the things I knew about the way I, the method I use for coaching basketball and realizing a whole different side of myself that I didn't have time to explore prior to because I was so busy doing work or other things with the kids but I think that's the key that we're all looking for and even those moms that are able to be fulfilled and excited about staying home with their child and being that stay-at-home mom I think that they found whatever that is that helps them be more than just mom because I think that's where we're like oh my gosh please tell me I have to go sit in my cubicle or get on this conference call (laughs) (laughs) because or meet with this student and pour into someone else that might actually listen to me because I'm not their parent. Um, Mm -hmm. Because we were looking for that, not getting consumed by our child and having our child be our beginning and our end and our everything, um, which I think is key. No, definitely. I just, also it's the carving out your day just feels different when you, when all the, when, all I had to worry about was if I got a flat tire on a long commute to work or things that were out of my control and inconvenient, but still like within measure, right? Like I wasn't going to get a flat every single day. Now it's, what's the tantrum? What did we forget? What mood shifted? It's all these unexpected things. (laughs) And it's like, okay, we got the drop off done. But oh my goodness, this is going to happen again tomorrow morning. <laughs> this is mm-hmm. waiting me tomorrow morning before I even get to the job and do all of that work. So that's the part too that it you you look for the reprieve because it it just it's so um, unexpected the roller coaster um, and that it's just kind of on your plate and you have to deal and you know, get to work with your, with the shoe marks on your skirt because I wanted to be carried rather or I had to drag you in somewhere (laughs) and now I have to look all disheveled and a mess at work because this is how my day started. Um, And that could very well happen again tomorrow (laughs) while the chances of me getting a flat or, or an accident or something happening on the road, like, okay six months until another mishap like that happens nope we get up again in the morning we tackle Mm -hmm. I don't want to wear that Mm -hmm. I don't want that snack Mm -hmm. don't leave me take a half an hour to drop me off as if there's no real entry point time for work (laughs) or you know like all the unexpected and roll with the punches and smile and be unconditional and comforting and you know, come back at the end of the day and pick them up and, <laughs> and enjoy the time you have at the end of the day before you rinse, repeat, and begin again. 
So that's the part that makes me say as difficult as it is sometimes to schedule, it's like, yes, I'm going to make the work event or tonight's a late day. Like I literally found myself last week missing the days that I sat in my classroom way too long, having dinner in a school building with no one waiting for me absolutely anywhere. And I said, that's a really strange feeling, but it's like, it was like leading up to an event and feeling like I have to carve out the time that I can focus on this when in the past I just had so much time and it was like oh tonight is a late night maybe tomorrow will be too or maybe I won't have a late night for two weeks but when I need one I'll make one um it's just such an interesting shift um the the way you look at time the way you feel what is work what is work what is your sanity what is your downtime what is relaxing because like I said last week, I spend so much time scheduling on my calendar, reading something, sitting in my car. Like, that is my new hangout. <laughs> it's like the, the little time in between um, because it just feels so different. It just the commitments, the way schedule feel, just feels so different to juggle the career and juggle the family. So now that we've shared like all our points that helped us decide to stick with our career or try staying at home for three short years, <laughs> um, <laughs> what do you think is your mommy brag um, through that season that you can share with our listeners? Um, I got a what I considered a great compliment um last week from someone who was hearing one of my stories about my daughter and she said I love the way you just are so in love with your daughter she's like if every kid could be loved that way and so partly it was like hey thanks for the compliment partly it was a little <laughs> sad because I was like dude every kid should be loved that way <laughs> um but I I understand that it's um, you know, I, I always say that I didn't want to become the, like I try to be conscious of not being that person that every story is about my daughter. But some people just get kicks out of hearing things, certain aspects of her personality or different things. But it's also that um, who they are as people. And for me, it's always the things that are so contrary to who I am that I, I get so impressed by. But I just appreciated somebody else kind of without it being facetious or a tease or like, Hey, you talk about your kid too much. It was just the, like, I think it's a beautiful thing that you appreciate your kid this way. Um, so despite where I will want to hide out or find a different <laughs> way to make the end of the day or like pass her off at bath time to someone else. Um, I I liked that that's what someone got from how I share about my daughter. I think for me, because I have a very determined, stubborn, iron will kind of child, it's been taking him to the dentist, to the doctor, to get a haircut, 
um, to birthday parties, to spaces in which, to sports class, in which he shows up and is complimented by everyone. Like, oh my goodness, such a big boy. Look at how you sit. Um, And now he's getting like a haircut with the clippers. And it's like, oh my gosh, you don't even move and you're so still. And I'm just like, who is this child? (laughs) Are you? But it's school. And, you know, I go to therapy. I went to therapy today. And I'm telling the therapist, I'm like, I pick him up from school and they're like, well behaved. He has, he's earned three stickers and like he did this thing and, you know, he um, sits next to a student who's not as verbal and like he's helping her come out of her shell. And I'm just like, this is wonderful. This is great. And so the therapist is like, I know you're sitting in, you're judging yourself. And I'm like, absolutely. She's like, no, he just knows how unconditionally he's loved that he could be his like raw comfortable um most authentic self in front of you but you have taught him like he knows how to go out and about in this world and he knows how to um be for the world and like thrive in spaces and you should be proud of that because he should be his most like if he wanted to out of his mind self in front of you. That's <laughs> level of love. I was like, well, Lucky you. Take that love. <laughs> Lucky Overwhelming you. love. <laughs> That's that mama side of. That's that crown. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I look at him in other spaces like, who are you? Because <laughs> this is not the kid I know and love. <sighs> That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'd say my mommy bragged through that season of deciding career or stay-at-home mom or um, is just embracing the season I was at and trying it all until I found what fit. Being okay with that, being okay with not knowing and being okay with being torn between wanting to stay home and do the homeschool thing and then, you know, take you know embrace their education 100 percent and be in control of that to then going 50 50 with a school you know and kind of outsourcing that but still getting that homeschool in there twice a week at least for them to you know having my kids be here while I worked full-time and take care of them to them branching out and actually getting a nanny to help me which now I look back on it, I was like, I'm, I was just crazy. Like, how did I do all that and not outsource it? Um, but it, just embracing myself where I was at and not not beating myself up with guilt and comparing myself to either my mom or my grandmother or women that I admired how they raised their children and trying to do it exactly the way they did it because the day and age is just very different. Um, and our personalities are so different. So recognizing where my personality and the way I'm made up, what I find fulfillment in, what I enjoy doing, and how that is reflected in my mommyhood journey and not beating myself up about, oh my gosh, you know, my mom was a stay-at-home mom and she never looked like she wanted to pull her hair out because of me, (laughs) you know? (laughs) It wasn't because of me. It was totally because of, like, other stuff going on in her life, but it wasn't me. Um, And her, you know, like I've mentioned before in previous podcasts, like, being up, 
before <laughs> before me <laughs> and in the kitchen dressed and looking not disheveled um and so realizing that that's just not the mom that I'll ever be and nor would I find that fulfilling if I was exactly that type of mom so just embracing and so the mend for this week do you guys have a good mend to share yes I got to spend some quality time with my godson and part of what he helped me mend is a a big thing I beat myself up about sometimes is not showing up the way I'd like to um, or not fitting it in or time just passing too quickly and he worked out my legs as we played basketball. <laughs> we played cars. He stepped on my back unsolicited, and I love to have my back stepped on. Um, we did great imagination play in bath time. And then he put me to sleep. <laughs> um, but whenever I, I really have always loved being able to go back to whatever level children are on. It's something I, it doesn't really come, it's not taking too much from me to be able to revert to like infant, toddler, you know, um, preteen, whatever age I enjoy it. But it really was interesting to just see him one-on-one where he is his questions his clarifications you know whenever you invent that game that you shouldn't have invented because they're never gonna stop playing it and you're just like why why did I go there (laughs) because now they you know they're not gonna want to stop um but it was it was mending to also be able to like give that love get that love um when it wasn't my child but it's a different relationship but it was very mending that's awesome. And that had to be a godsend for you to play basketball. We all know that. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely out of your comfort zone. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, I, and I'm a poor rule follower. We were supposed to be dunking and I kept shooting. Oh, just, uh, shame like, on you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and he will let you know very much. Very like that. Those are not the directions. <laughs> um, I think my mend for me this week um was just doing something spontaneous that I probably shouldn't have done. Nothing major, but like I love to shop, and <laughs> day I was just like, I'm gonna go shopping. One of those things, like you're gonna go shopping, and you're like. You know, imagining, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be on a beach or on vacation. That looks like a great sundress. And I'm like, <laughs> putting all these things in the cart. I get to the counter and I'm like, where am I even going to wear all of these things? Like, this is not even reality. And then you start feeling embarrassed because you're like, I'm going to put like half the stuff in this cart back. Um, but it was like fun while it lasted. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So did you do that with your little person or you did that? Oh, so, I would uh, never have been able to accomplish two things in that car if you'd have been ready to go. And then both things would have been like something So you got the mommy time in there. The me time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. That's an awesome mend. 
Um, I don't know if I really have a men this week. I would say I am a survivor. <laughs> I, I made it. I made it to this recording. I made it to Wednesday. Woohoo! Um, yeah, I, I'm a survivor this week. I have to admit, I traveled last week, and I guess I had too much of a good time being by myself because I've had a uh, zilch time by myself. I think I. Uh, someone was asking me this week, oh, what shows are you following? I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I cannot watch any relevant TV program until it's like five years old because I don't <laughs> have time to keep up with it. And I have children that interrupt. You tell them to go to bed, they come out again. So, um, you know, it is just really painful. So I end up, I ended up falling asleep and waking up next to my three-year-old that I didn't even know was in my bed the entire night, apparently. Um, Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Torn. Please remember to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next bi-weekly episode. Um, Join us next time to talk about motherhood and mental health. Memes, if you can share with our listeners um how to get in contact with us so we'd love to hear your torn moments or your suggestions of some men's at tornmlb at gmail.com follow us at tornmlb on instagram twitter and facebook for mommies by mommies thank you for tuning in